Hello everybody and welcome to That's The Issue, the comic book podcast that gets to know you through the issues that you love. My name is Matt Loon and I'm your host, welcome to the show. Now, uh, first of all, sorry about the lack of an episode uh, last week, uh, or last time, two weeks ago. Um, we uh, didn't get a chance to get everything together, I am um, I was working a few more night shifts than I was expecting to work, uh, didn't manage to get the time together with Wes, um, but um, this week uh, we're back, uh, Wes is uh, not with me uh, this time again, um, this is, um, because this is a bit of a special episode, so this is a second part of a conversation that I had with uh, Paul, Paul live from uh, Comic Syllabus Podcast, um, and it is a pilot episode or zero issue kind of thing, if you will, um, for a new concept that we've got for a, a brand new podcast, potentially spinning off from both Comic Syllabus and That's the Issue. So if you've listened to our shows for a while, um, then you'll know that we are sister shows. Uh, we're quite... Um, we share a schedule. We're, we're every other Tuesday each. So one week it's me, one week it's Paul, blah, 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 blah. Um, but um, up till now, we've uh, crossed over once and we've had like, a little bit of a conversation about the new, looking at the new year ahead. Uh, we're this time, me and Paul have talked about for a while of having a podcast that is um, me and him regularly discussing, working our way through the series. Now, me and Wes are still going to be doing that's the issue. Um, we, uh, we've said on Twitter recently that we can't get rid of each other that easily. We wouldn't want to. We absolutely have a great time. We've got some great ideas for podcasts ourselves coming up as well. And that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in uh, in time when we've uh, when we've got back to to uh, those kind of ideas finalised. And Paul is obviously going to be continuing with his comic syllabus work and the excellent work he does over there. Um, this is going to be hopefully something uh, new, something exciting, something you want to going to be you're going to want to be getting involved with. Um, it is um, the New Gods or the Fourth World, Jack Kirby's epic saga from the 70s. Um, is something that uh, me and Paul are relatively inexperienced with, especially the direct source material. Um, we know about the characters and the worlds and the uh, and the creations and the influences that that work has had um, on all of um, comics history for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Um, however, we've never dived into the comic issues themselves. Um, and that's something that me and Paul expressed an interest with. Paul got the Omnibus, the Jack Kirby uh, New Gods, uh, the Fourth World Saga Omnibus that recently came out. Um, and on his show, Comic Syllabus, last Tuesday, you'll have heard me and him discuss the first, have the first part of our conversation, the first part of our uh, discussion into why we've chosen this as a, um, as a series that we want to dive into. And um, for me personally, uh, you know, it, it's it's been a it's been something I've been dying to get into for a long time. It's revered by many. It's uh, there. It's a series of comics that uh, people have talked about, and 
um, used in their own works, like even up till the modern day, like Tom King and Mitch Gerrard at the moment are doing Mr. Miracle, their own series at DC. So if you're interested, uh, if you love that series and you're interested in where it gets its origins from, where it gets its um, where it gets its dialogue, you know, a lot, a lot of the dialogue in Mr. Miracle is lifted directly from the Jack Kirby stuff from the original um, comics. So if you're interested in where all that stuff is, that's where me and Paul want to be exploring. So the new podcast is called Motherbox and New Gods podcast um, and we're hoping to work our way through the comics uh, sequentially in in the order that they're presented in the omnibus um, there are a couple of um, there are a couple of things online that say you should be reading them in this order you should be reading them in that order um, but we thought to make it easier for new readers and for people who want to join us on this journey we're going to be presenting uh, reading the comics in the order that they're given in the omnibus just to make it a bit easier for people to follow along um, so if that's you, if you're interested, um, on Paul's show uh, we discussed all the ways you can join us and follow along with us, um, but I'll say them again here as well. Uh, you can buy that omnibus. Um, it's a it's a big omnibus. It's you know a meaty meaty tome of work, but you know there's over 50 comics to be getting through. Um, and you can pick that up from your local comic book store, which I encourage you to do so, uh, or you can find it online in various places as well. Uh, you can also follow along digitally, so if you uh, have got Comixology, all the relevant comics, even if the entire series isn't on there, the relevant comics that we're going to be talking about that are included in the Omnibus are on Comixology. And um, they've got so they've got Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which are the issues that we're going to be discussing today. Um, and they've also got the, the three main important series uh, that we're going to be covering. Now, I don't think we explicitly discussed this on the first uh, show on Comic Syllabus last week but if for the uninitiated the actual issues that we're going to be talking about are Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen which is exactly what it says on the tin it's a Silver Age as hell um, Jimmy Olsen centric series uh, that Jack Kirby first started writing for DC Comics with um, so he dived into that and we discuss on this show why he started there, how exactly you've got this, you know, this huge talent that comes in on one of the lower tier, lower selling books. There is a reason for it and we discuss it on the show today. Um, the other series that we will be um, diving into as the as Motherbox, the show uh, continues, we'll be discussing Mr. Miracle. We'll be discussing New Gods and we'll be discussing The Forever People. So those are the three series, the core, the three core series that are Jack Kirby written, Jack Kirby um, drawn. Um, and those are the, the core of the Fourth World Saga. So it does spin off into Jimmy Olsen and it does spin off into a couple of issues of Lois Lane as well, which I'm not sure is in the omnibus, but we'll, we'll soon find out. Um, and they are all going to be included in our podcast. Um, from time to time we'll also be veering off and we'll be looking at Jack Kirby as a creator. Um, we'll be looking at the comic books in context, historically and within comic books as well, where they sit. Uh, and we'll also hopefully be chatting to guests and um, other creators, other experts on Jack Kirby, um, joining us on the show from time to time to do... Um, you know, side side episodes, bonus episodes, if you will, just episodes where they discuss their field of expertise when it comes to Kirby, what they love about Kirby, and specific issues. We'll be looking into the New Gods movie that's coming out from Ava DuVernay, um, that'll be out in a few years, and we'll also be looking at potentially 
um, comic books that have been influenced by Kirby and uh, The Fourth World, so things like Tom King and Mitch Gerard's um, Mr. Miracle, but also um, other things like uh, Final Crisis, like Cosmic Odyssey, and things like that, Seven Soldiers, that have um, used The Fourth World um, saga and used The Fourth World characters in their own interesting and unique ways, and I can't see why we wouldn't want to dive into those as well. So we're going to get a fully rounded picture as this podcast progresses. Um, so the pilot episode is this and the previous comic syllabus and um, hopefully when we actually kickstart the show which is going to be sometimes in June um, hopefully then we're going to be uh, able to represent this um, this chat as one whole or at least two brand new uh, pilot episodes in their own right um, but to get to that point to get to the point where we end up having this podcast we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think of the concept. We want to know whether you whether you enjoy uh, the, what you know about the new gods, what you think about the new gods, or if you're like us, a relative newbie, uh, and you want to join along with us. This show will only continue if we get the support and the uh, opinions and the and the stri- criticism and constructive criticism of uh, of you, the listeners. Um, so definitely get in touch. You can uh, get in touch with this show directly. Um, we are I'm I'm at Matt Loon M A T T L U N E, or the show is on Twitter at That's the Issue, all one word. You can email the show That's the Issue uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can reach out to us via the comments on multiversitycomics.com as well. Now, I should note that uh, Motherbox, when it uh, when it goes ahead, it will be on the multiversitycomics.com uh, network of podcasts that are already on there, uh, so you can, which is where you can find this show, you can find Comic Syllabus, uh, you can also find other podcasts like um, the uh, Robots from Tomorrow, uh, you can find DC3Cast as well, um, as well as many more. So definitely hop along to uh, Multiversity Comics. Paul has done an excellent um, reading list on his on the show notes for his um, first part of this conversation and that reading list is pretty thorough and it's a great place to start and it comes at it from a new starter as well so there's articles that break down why uh, Jack Kirby and the new gods are important it's uh, it talks about the there's there's articles about the new movie and like kind of dream casting for the movie um, and, and much more um, as well as articles from Multiversity Comics that talk about new gods as well so if you want to get a jump start on this I definitely encourage you to go back and re- uh, listen to that show as well as picking some of those articles to have a read through and join us uh, as well um, and uh, and that's it really so the rest of the show we're going to be breaking down the early um, the first couple of issues of the fourth world saga uh, and this is kind of a little bit of a primer before the main event happens the the issue ones of mother um, of uh, new gods of mr miracle and a forever people will be on our official first episode so we'll start with the number ones However, the story begins in these episodes, in these issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Um, so you'll listen to us kind of chat about them, discuss them, and that's coming up uh, very, very shortly. Um, so thank you for listening to this very special episode, um, and definitely go back, listen to part one um, of Comic Syllabus, or when you finish listening to this show, go back and listen to that there, um, and uh, and follow us along. Watch out for us on Multiversity Comics, watch out for Paul at T-W-O-P-L-A-I, ply on uh, on Twitter, me at Matt Loon, M-A-T-T-L-U-N-E, for all the updates and uh, news and upcoming previews of what we're going to be covering with Mother Box and New Gods Podcast. Uh, so without further ado, uh, on to the main event.
so thank you uh, again paul for for joining me for this part of uh, the show and um, we are um if you if you've listened to comic syllabus which you should be if you're not what is wrong with you um <laughs> we are um we're following on a conversation that we started um last week um on comic syllabus where we talked about uh, our new project and so what we're going to be exploring together myself and paul um we're going to be looking at um jack kirby's fourth world uh, saga as as a whole uh, and we're going to be breaking it down issue by issue as we follow it along um so um the first half of the show is over on comic syllabus first half of the uh, conversation uh, where we talked about the background of not only our background with the work but the background of the work itself talked about our own um our own hopes and dreams uh, going into <laughs> this project together um, and um, and now on uh, on this show we're going to be looking uh, specifically at some issues um, that uh, kick off kickstart Kirby's uh, work not only um, in the fourth world but for um, DC Comics as a whole. Um, so Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing are you, good. Are you all good? Are you ready to go? I'm excited about this. I mean, it's been a week. No, it hasn't. It's been about 20 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, peek, peek behind the curtain. Yeah, it's, it's a right. bit weird asking you if you're okay, seeing as I know you're okay, because we literally just talked. Um, but uh, The real but, yeah. answer is I'm talking to Matt um, but no, about, it's, it's, uh, about uh, on Motherbox, so I'm in great shape. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, it's a good start. I think um, I worry that uh, in our previous conversation we we set our uh, set our goal a little too high. I think we um, <laughs> we talked ourselves up and talked the show up so much that people are going to have high expectations of that. So um, you know, going into this, uh, you know, lower the bar just a little bit, and that's we'll right. um, and we'll meet you there. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's potentially where we we'll meet. You. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so on comic syllabus, uh, we um, disclose the issues that we're going to be talking about on uh, on this show. Uh, but if you um, if you didn't manage to catch that, or if you you know listening in uh, in the incorrect order, uh, or in uh, in your own unique order, I should say, um, you know each is each to their own. <laughs> we're going to be discussing um, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen uh, issues one three three, one three four, and one three five, and. Um, you know, right off the bat, we talked about this idea that this is an unusual place to start. This is, um, you know, it's it's you know, it's as good a place as any for us. And it's the start of the omnibus. So if you're reading along with the fourth world omnibus uh, or the new gods omnibus, um, then uh, that this is, these are the first issues you come across. Right. And um, generally speaking, we're going to be following that order of comics. Um, yep. We might diverge here and there to talk about other things, um, but for the most part, that's where we're going to be moving from. And so starting at the very beginning uh, with um, these three issues as a whole, um, I wanted to ask you, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, as your first, you know, generally mm-hmm. speaking, yeah. um, we both had previous experience with the fourth world. But uh, yeah. as your first proper dive into the saga of the new gods, how was this as a as a starting point for you? <laughs> It was wild. Do you, do you know how, can you feel how loaded that question is? <laughs> well, that's good. It's good as loaded because we'll unpack it all, all episode here. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, really, yeah. really good to be here. Very, very, very excited as uh, folks can hear my voice and, and in our last conversation about this. And yeah, we're definitely aiming high with our ambitions here, but um, I'm always one to shoot for the stars and uh, probably land on my butt. So <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's the goal here. But I, I also think that that's, matching the ambition uh kirby brings to this right and so you can tell in the oh, first yeah. in the first three issues so 
just a, a little bit, as you said, about the reading order. We're going to follow the table of contents. We can actually probably share and post this table of contents for folks, too. Um, but it's the first three issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. But the next swath of issues, and these come out in um, between October and January 1970 and 71. But the next swath of issues mm-hmm. is Forever People number 1, February 1971. New Gods number 1, February 1971. Mr. Miracle number 1, March 1971. And then another... Um, Jimmy Olsen issue, and so number first, first of all, insane that Kirby is making this much comics this quickly, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially compared, yeah, yeah. To, you know, compared to today's standards for a lot of writers, writers and artists, uh, and also, um, you know, we're we're sort of like this is the primer, right? Our the pump is being primed for the debut of of this world, and so it's a kind of a nice incubation reading that we're we're doing, which is which I think reading these issues in that context, like knowing that we're getting launched into a world uh totally alters my reading of it because otherwise i'd just be like this yeah. is some wacky 70s comics like you know like there's <laughs> the, the, where are we going the wackiest the, yeah. the wackiest and and that's definitely my take on it that's definitely the feeling of it as i had as i was reading but knowing where we were going like knowing that this is the launch into a world i just kept kind of ruminating on on how interesting it was to, to do this via jimmy olsen via the what we see as the newsboy legion and and sort of all these crazy wild lands that we uh that Kirby takes us into. So I don't know. What was your, what was your feeling about reading? Yeah. I mean, very, very similar, really. I think mm-hmm. it's, um, it's kind of fitting. I think we mentioned almost uh, in the, in the previous conversation we had, it's, it's almost fitting that we are being introduced to this world through an everyman like Jimmy Olsen, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, he is, you know, he is the very, like the, the epitome of these, of, of the comics in this period. He is the person that we see the world through, you know, there's, there's, there's there's characters like Jimmy Olsen and like Rick Jones in the old Avengers comics yeah. and and like you know Dick Grayson Robin to a certain degree you know this idea of having a kid like yourself um, who reads these comics you know exploring this world through you know vicariously through this character and so in that sense it's a great it's a great starting point you know mm. and uh, it does ease you in to um, the idea of the new gods and the fourth world as as a concept because we don't really get to see that much if anything of it really we get a little bit of a hint right. of dark side right. we see him in a few panels yep. but um but apart from that it's as you said it's very much a primer to um it's a primer to kirby more than yeah. anything you yeah. know it's it's <laughs> a primer to how he how he works how he writes how he structures his his um his issues um and i think it, it is almost to kind of ease you in and prepare you because we are we are going to be experiencing some extremely <laughs> wacky stuff as we go along. Um, but this issue is, I can't imagine if this wasn't written by Jack Kirby, if it wasn't the start of something huge, you know, as you say, like you wouldn't have, wouldn't have come at it from the same viewpoint. You probably wouldn't have, you know, um, seen it with the same eyes, right. but also I can't imagine anyone deep diving into issues like this, if it wasn't for the potential and the, the you know, the, the foreknowledge of what's going to happen afterwards yeah. Um, yeah. because they are, they are crazy. We talked about, I talked about last issue, last episode about the, the idea of him tripping over ideas, uh-huh. you know, and uh-huh. he, he really does that here. You know, he did. I don't know about you, but it, it was hard to keep up almost with Kirby. It was, you know, yeah. hard to, how to keep up with the, the ideas that he was throwing at you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and from the opening 
from the cover of one uh, 133, if you can see that, I mean, one, it's orange, which is just like, it's sort of radiating with this energy, and you feel like Kirby sitting yeah. at his drawing table or whatever is just this giant ball of pent-up imaginative energy. And, you know, top of the cover, Kirby is here, uh, you know, the sort of highly suggestive Superman's ex-pal, the new Jimmy Olsen, and the cover image is um, him riding on a, who is this motorcycle guy again? He's one of the Harrys or something like that. But, you know, <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, he's one of the Harrys. He's the leader of the Harrys. The I can't the remember Harry. his name. But it's, you know, it's Superman <laughs> in the foreground sort of being run over by a motor, a hairy motorcycle guy <laughs> with Jimmy Olsen on his back yeah, yeah. saying, gun him down. And beneath the background, this sort of like wild, you know, wild sort of uh, treehouse world that reminds me of, uh, you know, Star Wars uh you know, you know, um, what do you call it? The yeah, the, yeah, the, the Ewok the village. Bay. Thank you. <laughs> and then you know, and then at the very <laughs> bottom in the scroll, like the Newsboy Legion and the Whiz Wagon. It's just sort of like I'm gonna throw fifty things at you, and if you think that I'm like a sort of washed up old fart um, who's coming over to DC to collect royalty checks, I'm I'm here to like bring the the noise, bring the funk, and I feel like that is like yeah. declarative on the cover and sort of like the tone throughout the whole thing. Kirby's just like not not backing down here. Yeah, no. I mean, it says it on the, the, the top of the page as well. Kirby is here, yeah. you know. So this is DC Comics know what they're letting themselves in for. You That's know, right. they're using his name there. You know, again, we mentioned this idea of, of Jack Kirby unappreciated in his own time. Yeah. Or, But I think it's 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 not especially that. It's more the idea that he wasn't he was never properly compensated yes, in his time. You know, he, he didn't get the the appreciation that he he didn't get the kind of the recognition that he deserved. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, DC know what they've got with him, and they right. they know that you know that as the, as a reader in 1970. Yeah. You know, they don't put Jack Kirby, the writer Jack Kirby from Marvel, is here. They just yeah. put Kirby is here, so you know that they're they expect having a certain expectation of you, the reader, yeah. and they they know that you have a certain expectation of Kirby as a creator. Yeah. Um, and and seeing and seeing this issue, like you know, the Jimmy Olsen covers are notorious for either. You know, putting Superman in a really, you know, dick situation where, where he's just this, <laughs> this like horrible jerk, where he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna let you drown Aquaman, sure. or you know, sure. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna let Batman beat you up, Jimmy Olsen. It's completely fine. Right. Um, uh, and then this is almost like the the flip side of that, which uh. is Jimmy Olsen going, you know, gun him down, kill, sure. you know, kill Superman essentially, uh. um, and Superman's flying at you, and and mm. uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of ideas that get thrown at you in that image, and it, but that front page is, you know, is enough to kind of put you off a little bit then what happens inside the book is not going to be it's not going to be any different really um yeah 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 so yeah go on carry on oh no 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 i was just going to say like and and i think the signifiers do are are like culturally specific because i mean what is older school than than superman right when it comes to dc and and so there's a sort of like statement of kirby's arrival that um as he does throughout he's Kind of, I mean, I think Kirby's quick to flash that he's in touch with y- young people, and, and there's a lot here mm-hmm. that's that's about the youth counterculture, and and you know w- we can touch on like being in the moment in in, in 1970, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of where the 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 youth culture or the counterculture is, but he's definitely alluding to those with the motorcycle, with the the Harrys, with <laughs> really later the yeah. for- the forever people, you know. And so there's a kind of um, a way that he's he's not only bursting on the scene, he's also bringing with him that sense of like, oh, I, I, I come from Marvel. I created these already iconic, yeah. like sort of like 
um, touchstones for youth culture. And, um, you know, again, like Kirby's arrival is not only, a, a, you know, a celebrated artist, it's also a vibe that he's, he wants to bring into DC with all this stuff. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you mentioned that, actually, because this is, you know, we're, we're hopefully going to touch on the historical context of these issues as well, which I think is is crucial to understanding, um, you know, understanding literally what they're saying. <laughs> because it's, it is extremely, yeah, it's extremely of its era. Uh, but more than that, it, you know, exploring the themes of it. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, Kirby is, um, is a creator that was, at this time in his career, he was um, very conscious of mm. the readership, very conscious of um, of the youth movement, right. um, of you know the 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 idea of the teenager was yeah. still relatively new. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. what two decades, two decades old right. at that point. The idea of there being a a culture of young people, yes. uh, you know, after school but before adulthood, mm-hmm. um, and that is that's explored extremely. Um, extremely thoroughly in this kind of in in this kind of context of this issue, yeah. um, but also as you say, he he brought that that sentiment that kind of sentiment over from Marvel, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and I'm sure like listeners or you know readers will have to you know there are plenty of plenty of places that you can go to 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 read more about the idea of Marvel being the um, the the cornerstone of you know of the count of the subculture of, yep. of, of the youth right, um, right, right. in the 60s and 70s um you know marvel comics the untold story touches on that quite yeah, um, quite yeah. well the uh, the book by sean howe yeah. um but but yeah I'll, so i'll just throw in there folks can check out uh, ramsey fawaz's book too as a, a kind of way that its subversiveness is is sort of explored yeah but go for it oh right. perfect yeah Thanks. exactly yeah mm-hmm. and and so that kind of um that kind of sentiment is is more familiar to marvel readers than potentially it was to dc readers yeah, yeah. um and and so to see that kirby brings that with him um and mm-hmm. you know that's themes that will recur throughout the fourth world throughout right. the new gods this idea of legacy this idea of of um of accounting for the mistakes of your parents or, right. you know, accounting for the expectations of your parents and the pressure that that puts the mm. youth under. And um, mm. that's something mm. that is a, is a deep kind of contextual message that runs through Kirby's work uh, on the fourth world. But here, as you say, very literally, <laughs> Jimmy Olsen, the the young the young guy, the 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 symbol of the teenage rebellion, yeah. is is gunning down Superman, who is the oldest superhero, sure. Sure. Um, and you know very much as we see throughout this issue, the outs the outsiders and the the Aries and and the Newsboy Legion, they all refer to Superman as this as this symbol of authority, hey, you know, and dad. it's um, <laughs> yeah 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 they call him Dad, they they, they you know they talk about it. <laughs> yeah yeah square. Yeah, you know, get hip to the jive, daddy you know. So it's not, it's not that. Yeah, so it's basically, you know, Superman is this symbol of of a different type of hero um, and and one that um, they fight against, you know, literally on the first page, but also, you know, kind of um, in his in his ideals they they're very much you know they are a bit like ewoks when we see them <laughs> they're living in the woods um they're, they're living in the woods they're, they're they've got ridiculous um outfits right um and um and yeah so i would what i'd like from you paul and this is uh, more pressure than i than i think we've put, i've put on anyone in in history ever uh, not since i asked my wife my then wife to marry me um <laughs> i think i don't think i've put the pressure on anyone as much sure. as now but can yeah, you explain the um the rough plot of sure. this first issue <laughs> i'll do my best this is a tall task. yeah um, 
I'm going to pretend that I'm testing you, but actually I'm, uh, I'm desperate to know myself. Well, the short answer is no. I can't explain it, but I'll do my best. <laughs> um, the, first, the first page, you know, now that we're 15 minutes in the conversation, we're actually on the first page. Um, you know, is, is, uh, is Jimmy Olsen walking in and, and um, encountering the Newsboy Legion? Now, the Newsboy Legion is, I, th- I feel like this is Kirby, you know, who we said in the last episode is like very almost reverentially respectful of the other DC artists of the time and not wanting to step on anyone's toes or steal anyone's mm-hmm. book, you know, but I feel yeah. like bringing back the newsboy Legion, which he created in the forties at national in the first page is kind of also him, you know, kind of swinging his um, armory and, and kind of yeah. saying like, Hey, don't y'all young bucks forget. Like I've been here, you know, like I've been here before. And so he brings yeah. back the newsboy Legion. Uh, these are actually the, the, children the all oh, they're all they're all sons sons of the original newsboy legion which was a group of uh newsboys who um were a legion they <laughs> they, uh, they got, <laughs> well explained exactly they got up to uh you know <laughs> um, um trouble and and uh you know did did newsboy team things and uh and so now you have the son of the newsboy legion which in these three issues like they reintroduce themselves they or their dads like mm. take such glee out of reintroducing themselves <laughs> over and over yes, again yes yeah yeah but uh jimmy uh jimmy encounters them he um and then on the second page we really see um some some like really curvy curvy like this uh this whiz wagon that they have been presented oh, yeah. which is a another marvelous piece of um curvy machinery which we get to see throughout this thing of course uh anyway mm. jimmy who's of course working at the daily planet has been assigned the task by his new uh sort of sort of new boss uh who, who's not like the old boss Perry, I think, is still there, if I'm not wrong, uh, at mm. the Daily Planet. But it's sort of been a corporate takeover uh, by this evil capitalist <laughs> whose name is yes, Mor- yeah. Morgan Edge. And Morgan Edge sends Jimmy and the Newsboy Legion with this um, fancy whiz wagon. So, you know, of course, they have their sort of tech- technological thing that makes them excited about doing the mission in a sort of like James Bond mm. and, and Q kind of way to investigate these. Uh, what are they called? The Wildlands or something like that? Um yeah 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 it's of... never they never fully explain where the wildlands are but it's right. this kind of unexplored domain um sure. that is uh that's governed over by these um hairies that they that's call right. themselves this kind that's of right. um wild mysterious gang right. um <laughs> that um that seems to have a lot of um a lot of sway in that area and they right. they're kind of untouched by civilization that's right yeah yeah and so jimmy and uh the newsboy legion go out to f- to meet these Harrys. And I think it's, you know, the configuration is all set up here, right? We have evil corporate overlord who we find out actually is is because of, you know, his anti-life tendencies, uh, you know, being swayed by mm-hmm. ultimately here's where Darkseid first appears and we get it, our glimpse into the the uh, fourth world stuff. But, but um, you know, corporate ov- overlord sends these, <laughs> uh, buys these <laughs> intrepid young uh, adventurers, explorers, journalists, to go, you mm-hmm. know, visit these uh, hinterlands where these crazy cult-like uh, hippies are living, and they go there and discover that they're actually full of um, peaceful intentions and awesome technology and um, benevolence and and goodwill. And uh, essentially, it's mm-hmm. that encounter that we kind of follow our our lead characters through. And somewhere along the way, um, Superman, as the sort of policeman of the old guard, um, tries to intervene and and so on, and then. That's where we get the confrontation with Superman, but yeah, that's I, I feel like that general structure is our way into to yeah. these characters in this world. 
Yeah, you did. You did perfectly. Yeah, awesome. brilliant. Um, <laughs> I assume because it was so confusing to me. Right. Uh, no, but I think that's no, you, you, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, and uh, again, it's like we we're at the luxury of of foreknowledge, and we're at the luxury of being able to uh, see where this is going to a yes. large degree. Again, um, we mentioned last episode. We we're not experts on kirby's fourth world we um we're as potentially as new to this as you the the listener will be um so um uh but we but kirby kirby specifically but also his fourth world stuff does uh does have its um you know it's got its tendrils throughout dc comics and throughout Mm -hmm. the comics medium really um so it's um it's something to to keep in mind that you will have heard of a lot of these influences. You will have seen these characters before you will have, you will have felt their influence throughout comics. Um, but part of that is this idea that in this, in these three issues, um, we don't really see, um, we don't really see dark side. We don't, we see, we see him in a few panels, but right. we don't really know who he is. We don't know what he's, what his deal is, why he's doing what he's doing, right. why he's got his, uh, you know, why he's influencing, Morgan Edge, why right. he's got his influences with the um, with the Harrys in later issues, um, but what we do know from foreknowledge and from this kind of um, you know this influence that it's had over the years is yeah. this idea that Darkseid isn't no, Darkseid isn't <laughs> Darkseid is Darkseid isn't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Dark, Darkseid Darkseid isn't your standard villain you know yeah. I think in in re- more recent comics um, you know like Jeff Johns' Justice League from a few years ago with the Darkseid War right. that um, Darkseid has turned into this um, kind of almost generic uh, powerful villain sure whereas what what we're going to see and what we're hopefully going to explore is this idea that Darkseid is about the uh anti-life you know he's right, he's searching right. for the anti-life equation right um and that doesn't necessarily you know a lot of people compare dark side to thanos but that right. you know thanos just because thanos is death doesn't mean that dark side dark side's anti-life means the same thing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what what he's looking for and, and again we'll explore this in greater detail mm-hmm. is what we can see here you know it seems a bit of a strange plan for yeah. For Darkseid, this this ruler, this di- dictator on a planet thousands right. of light years away, right. why he is sending <laughs> Morgan Edge messages <laughs> about sending the Newsboy Legion into yeah. this in the, to find this uh, mystical mountain of judgment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, on on a basic level, it's it's old versus young, isn't it? It's sure, it's uh, kind of uh, yeah. it's the exposure of it, it's peeking behind the curtain. It's right. it's ruining the mystique. It's it's ruining this idyllic almost idyllic civilization that the youth have set up and you know how dare they how dare the youth uh gain this kind of power over civilization so that they can right. create their own civilization right, right, um right. and that's what dark side's looking to tear down you know he's, right. t- he's tearing down hope you know he's tearing down the yeah. ideals of the young yeah um and and again that is something that that jack kirby is all about here you yeah. know is, mm-hmm. is this idea of of the youth having way more power than the uh than the current uh you know governments and yeah, right, and right. uh will 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 be happy with sure you know sure. is that does that sound right no totally i mean and, and this is like straight out of the headlines of revolutions happening all over the world at the time right and mm. <laughs> and so it, it seems fitting it, it's like i i saw the panel it's on page 62 the omnibus or the last page of uh, issue 130 
four to jump kind of ahead, but the, the sort of yeah, middle, yeah, middle issue. And, 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 and it's the second to last panel where we get released the first appearance of Darkseid, which is such a funny, inauspicious start because he is in a mo- he's his head looks flat. He's in a monitor. You know, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not the sort of like, like we saw Thanos, like we first saw Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like the slow pan to mm. the shadowed figure who looks majestically um, vast and powerful. It's like a face on a screen, but, but it's, but yeah, but you're so right on about a different kind of villainy and a villainy that's very of the time, right? Because, you know, sort of mm-hmm. we've had enough of, or, or we are still maybe in 1970, we're still yet to see that imposing structure. And, and in, in some ways we've, we have already seen the sort of like giant, dark, um, evil, super, super villain. But, but that the fact that this super villain operates through a screen to a corporate media, um, you know, uh, Rupert Murdoch <laughs> type figure yeah, who yeah. has this insidious plan about undermining these, this sort of, like you said, that, that youthful energy of, of spirit of change and revolution is so like cool. It's so Kirby and it's so um, distinct. It's, it's distinct from what we think of. Like I'm trying to think if you were Ava DuVernay and you wanted to capture the spirit of this, right? Maybe instead mm-hmm. of the slow pan camera that like, you know, we see dark side enshrouded and, and incredibly powerful. It is the anti-life equation seeping its way through like our mundane, uh, light, you know, sort of like TV yeah. and, 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 you know, like <laughs> yeah, the, well, yeah, the, yeah. the world we live in. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. And yeah. again, yeah, well, I think, um, I think we're, you know, I, I'm speaking for myself here. I'm eager yep. to kind of dive into the fourth world as a whole yeah. and so you know my ideas of talking about the anti-life equation about dark side are very much we're getting ahead of ourselves um, <laughs> yeah. but um but you know it, it's it's infectious you know this yeah. this um th- these these issues and i think i think the um our hopes and goals for the movie um is definitely something that we could uh, we could talk about in the future once we've um once we've dived into a few more issues but yeah. i yeah. think that kind of idea of a revolution against um, authority right, right. is mm. is something that is present in these issues, and right. it's present in throughout the fourth world. But also, it's it it holds that relevance to today, sure. and right. it holds that relevance. And it, that's why these fourth world stories, I think, um, will will stand the test of time and have yeah. stood the test of time up to now. You know, because right. because they have those ideals. But it's not it's not shove down your throat you know there's sure. these you could enjoy these these issues of jimmy olsen um without thinking about the wider themes sure. um, right. you know but i also think that it they're presenting something um in morgan edge in mm, dark side mm, 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 uh, mm. in the you know in this kind of youthful civilization and even in the you know the kind of the the treatment of superman yeah. really um yeah. that i think is is brand new to comics of mm. the of 1970 i think mm-hmm. um you know again we're at a time in history in the 70s where you know where the youth are being used essentially mm-hmm. you know for right. fighting wars in different countries and for um you know for all manner of, of things they're being looked down on they're not sure. being treated sure. you know with the respect that they that they perhaps want yet right. they're gaining more knowledge they're becoming more more powerful um, and more savvy to the idea of their uh, their influence and their power yeah and i yeah. think um and i think kirby's touching on that in these issues um 
with the idea of um, of Jimmy Olsen, you know, coming into this this realm. Uh, he instantly beats up, you know, unintentionally <laughs> kind of defeats their leader, and then right. he becomes the de facto leader of, sure, the, of right. the team. Trial by combat. Um, so, yeah, tra- trial by combat. And right. so Jimmy Olsen, this kind of uh, <laughs> this uh, unassuming uh, newsboy, uh, unassuming right. reporter, is right. suddenly the leader of these outsiders. Um, and yeah, and it, it's just this uh, this idea that that these are the heroes. And yeah, as we say, we, they that's been touched on in in um, you know things specifically Spider Man over in Marvel. You know, yeah, at the time, yeah, 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 he's yeah. been he's been going for what eight years now. Right at right, this point, yeah. so he's uh, you know he is the youth um, movement, and his yep. his enemies, you know, his greatest enemy is is our, at that time at least is this Norman Osborn, who's a, a corporate businessman. He's right. basically Morgan Edge, but crazier. Sure. <laughs> you know, so uh, right, so right. again, this idea of youth in revolt is something that is is still new, yeah. but this is the first time that a hero has been put in the in the context of being opposing of opposing that yeah. which i think superman is in this issue which yeah. is is yeah. an unusual place to find superman it is um, yeah. Yeah. you know but um but yeah. yeah so let's talk about the the style the the yeah. like the, seeing kirby's design work yeah. come through you know what yeah, kind of yeah. struck you most about these issues as you were as you were reading through them you know actually something unusual and actually just to build off of what you were just saying i think you're right in and i like let let's ground ourselves in the in the actual comic because when we start touching on our themes and Kirby is grandiose, but it starts to sound really grandiose, you know, that like, mm. it's, it's like, um, you know, stumping about youth, youth movements and counterculture and all that kind of stuff. But when in reality, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's almost like caricaturish, you know, like it's really, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this panel where Superman is approaching and, uh, this, uh, you know, crazy white bearded, um, uh, person sitting in a, um, you know, Nirvana pose on a sitting on a yes. tree is saying, "Welcome <laughs> to the wild area, brother. You are no, you are now free to do your own thing." And mm. you know, it's tiny, but Superman's face is looks like what? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's yeah. there's like the, yeah. that meeting of um, and and so I'm I'm, I'm I guess you know hasten to point out that all this is done with Kirby's like typical you know on one hand there's a lot of subtlety and there's a lot of like layers to this but on the other hand it's just like kind of there is the goofy fun about it you know as you Mm. were saying when Jimmy Olsen by trial by combat you know like suddenly becomes the leader of the Harry's or whatever whatever (laughs) the heck happens um there's a kind of uh uh just kind of eclectic you know mashup thing that's going on and you know, one of the things, the thing that surprised me actually about the art reading this was um, two characters and two sets of scenes in particular were this interesting contrast. And actually, I'll start with the other one um, Morgan Edge and the Morgan Edge scenes where he's like sitting in his office plotting. Um, mm. and, uh, and, and it's very sort of like buttoned down, typical sort of office setting. Actually, reminded me a lot stylistically in, in, in the art of Milton Kniff. Um, I don't know if you know okay. um, Terry and the Pirates, and, and ba- basically, you know Kirby grew up on newspaper strips of the you know twenties, thirties, forties, right? And there's a, yeah. a certain way that you draw, um, uh, 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 you know, these pr- pretty standard settings of you know a guy in a suit in an office and the sort of like um, square jawedness of not only Morgan Edge but also of Superman himself. That reminds mm. me of old comic strip art. I mean, there's a little bit of like the Dick Tracy, a little bit of Rip Kirby in Superman and the way that he draws Superman. And so yeah. it just, I feel like visually Kirby is at this moment calling back to, I mean, 
Kniff at the time or comics of the 20s and 30s at the time are as far away from the 70s as the 70s are from us today. You know what I mean? And so the first thing that pops off the page when you read this is obviously the very familiar Kirby like curves and the Kirby crackle and the sort of like the technology and the spaceships and the motorcycles and all that kind of stuff. But it's yeah. his his juxtaposition next to this like very syndic newspaper syndicate style like um uh 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 you know cartooning right yeah. really really kind of in a in a strong way pits the um the morgan edge sort of old you know <laughs> as we were kind of saying this this is the earliest hints of what apocalypse <laughs> apocalypse yeah. in in earth form looks like and it looks like this old stuff and i think kirby's sort of um wild imagination stuff feels a little bit like it's identified associated visually with with the young stuff you know which is i think part mm. of uh, another, another note to what you were saying earlier yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and i think um you you're spot on when you say like you know we can we can dive too far down the rabbit hole with this you know we can get a bit too <laughs> analytical with it and i think that's yeah. in both of our natures to do that so i don't sure. think we're we're going to change anytime soon but i can imagine that you know jack kirby of all people will be the kind of fella that would just be look i'm just trying to make fun comics <laughs> you know <laughs> please, please i'm just trying to make comics for kids they, they you know right. they love this colorful crap you know right. i think um i think he would have like very little time for this kind of analytical uh, analytical sure. nonsense sure. but it, you know it's it's important to do and, and we're we're that we're those kind of people so uh, you know sorry if, if that's not uh, if that's not to your to your liking but right. um right. but yeah i mean for me personally i think there is there's um you can see kirby developing through this he's already yeah. fully established you know he's he's been doing fantastic four issues for years before that he was doing captain america and you know he's done a lot of work right. um in comics in the medium so it's not like he's discovering himself in this right. um but this potentially is the first time that he's been able to cut loose maybe yes, and this is yeah. the first time he's he's writing and drawing you know so right, he is right. everything he can imagine you know obviously there's a little bit of a controversy around me saying this is the first time he's written and drawing it because obviously you know the marvel style right. is you know there's there's a lot of that i think that's another conversation potentially for another podcast but you know here he is literally the credited writer and artist of, of the issues and um, we right. should note as well that it's inked by vince coletta um it, these these issues are anyway so um yeah. so that's uh, something to to note with this yeah, um yeah, but yes yeah, yeah. so, i mean he the page two uh, of the first of the first issue that we talked about is um jimmy Olsen 133 mm-hmm. you're introduced to this whiz wagon which is a ludicrous car <laughs> you know <laughs> l- impossible chrome vehicle right. um that the newsboy legion can do you know and that's you know you, that's wild but then you get to the next issue and um you see the mountain of judgment um yeah. so this quote-unquote place that they've been sent to explore isn't a place it's a mobile command center oh, this huge <laughs> tank that is this um <laughs> that is this um covers two pages and is essentially looks like a, a traditional kirby monster basically he right. you know it looks like one of the monsters unleashed from the old marvel comics as well so yeah. but it's it's basically this huge tank that has been carved or crafted into this huge monstrous being yeah. um that superman again superman is very small next to it he's dwarfed by it right um mm. and the one thing i love about kirby's work is his sense of scale you know his sense of the grand and the massive you know there's there's multiple pages throughout these issues that are full page spreads or double page spreads which i think again are quite rare for the time you know i don't i I remember there being a um uh, a comics um 
what are they called on CBR? The uh, hmm. Comics Legends uh, oh, by yeah, Brian yeah. Cronin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there was one about him. You know, someone asking when was the first double page spread, mm-hmm. um, and I, w- I wish that I rem- remembered the answer. I wish I wasn't just <laughs> providing half a story for you. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But, um, but yeah, no. The, the 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 idea of the double page spread is again something that's relatively new to comics. I imagine mm-hmm. at this time, um, and so seeing these huge machines and seeing Superman, this larger than life being, you know, right. some, someone who literally lifted up a car in his first appearance. Right. Um, being so small next to it Mm. i think i think that also sets the tone for for kirby moving forward you know it's a good metaphor for what he's going for what he's doing is is this larger than life this this is bigger than anything you've ever experienced before it's it's more unimaginable than anything you've ever seen before um you know and it's it's not 1938 you know a guy picking up a car is not going to be impressive anymore um in comics in the real world obviously it still is (laughs) but in in comics it's not going to be you know that's that's not going to be impressive anymore but that was obviously impressive for 1938 but um but yeah this i think I think these these issues more than anything show that Kirby's not messing around, and yeah. I think that's what you kind of touched on in the first when we first looked at the yeah. the cover. You know, this is Kirby that's that's unafraid to kind of go there, really, yeah. and unexpe- unafraid to really explore the space. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love what you said. I I feel like if if people are reading this and wondering what there is to appreciate or how this is quintessentially Kirby, like that is so right on. One of those things is that mm-hmm. sense of scale. Where if you think about how, I mean, it is a wild ride and we go through so much of it so quickly in these three issues. But if you think about um, how much is established from the level of a bunch of kids, you know, sitting in an office talking to this, you know, gigantic, almost living place, you know, that um, that um, sort of dwarfs Superman itself, himself, Mm -hmm. you know, it just really is Kirby's um, facility with moving between like you know, really kind of like um, on the ground, uh, soldiers carrying guns, people socking each other to this kind of like, you know, uh, big, massive scale, not only setting, but action within the setting. It's like the setting is alive. You know, all these giant machines and these giant, these places organically interact with the, um, I mean, and I think that's the dynamism that people were like instantly recognizing like, wow, this guy's a master, you know, because he could do that Mm. so well. Like he could render yeah. action so intelligibly that, um, and so in such an exciting way, and um, move between those scales so ca- capably. Like, you know, I, I think we can talk about the writing later on and what we think about the the writing. Um, yeah. But if 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 we think about writing in the way that we should think about comics writing, which is namely writing for the visuals, like the fact that Kirby gets to be the, you know, he he gets to write. He he knows what the artist wants to draw. Right. And yeah, he, and yeah. But the artist is good at drawing and he gets to uh, set up so that the, the artist gets to do his very best stuff. Um, I'm not, mm. not saying that this is Kirby's best stuff, but he gets to show off his chops massively, um, which is pretty, um, you know, I mean, the range from the sort of cartooniness of the newsboy Legion characters and how expressive they are as sort of like cartoon figures you know with their yeah uh, yeah big goofy cheeks um and uh <laughs> big goofy <laughs> cheeks you know what i'm saying like the, yeah yeah the, yeah for the facial expressions and the sort of range of um of characterization from big words and from flip and all these all these different characters to that sort of grand scale like world building all that gets to be done in these three issues and uh that's that's pretty crazy that's pretty kirby you know 
Yeah, I mean, he covers a lot of ground in these early issues. Uh, these, these three issues uh, do go on a journey, really. <laughs> um, they, they take us on a real trip. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think, look, talking about the, um, the actual writing itself, yeah. I, we, we, you know, I mentioned earlier about the Marvel method, which, you right. know, for those who don't know, the, you know, where Jack Kirby's coming from uh, at this point is the Marvel method, which was someone like Stanley, um, m- mostly Stanley, really, yep. would would lay out an idea, like a, right. a general th- idea for a comic. You know, right. he would say, right, this issue of Fantastic Four, they're going to go meet Doctor Doom. Uh, right. He's going to send them back in time to retrieve Blackbeard's treasure. Uh, the thing is going to become Blackbeard himself. Uh, they're going to get into a few shenanigans and then everything's going to wind up fine by the end of the issue you know i can't i don't know we don't i don't think we'll ever know how much detail stan give jack but he would give him a a premise he would give him an outline right and jack would go away point a point b you know yeah yeah Yeah, or like these are the points i want to hit and then kirby would come back with 20 pages 21 22 pages of dialogue of 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 art and then jack uh, stanley would add the dialogue over the top Right. Um, and so that's the kind of the Marvel method, which seems, you know, unwieldy and kind of unsustainable, <laughs> which, you know, obviously it was uh, to a certain point. But they got right. through 100 issues almost and doing it that way. Right, right. Um, but did, I don't know about you, but did you get the feeling that this was I, I almost felt as though if I didn't know that it was just one person doing this, that this would be the Marvel <laughs> method realized because there's so many, especially issue 135, where it, I think the, the it really kind of. in all the kind of positive love that i have for this issue it it really does kind of throw fly off the rails i think really kind of narratively speaking (laughs) because it's almost as though kirby has these visuals he has these ideas yeah he puts them on the page and then he worries about the logic and the explaining afterwards you know it's it's almost like he's like right i want the the front cover is going to be a hand uh not the front cover but the uh yeah the front cover is going to be superman covered in loads of tiny supermans yeah and superman (laughs) and um and uh and then you, you you know you turn to page one and um there's a there's a hand that's smushing tiny yeah. versions of superman jimmy yeah. olsen the newsboy legion yeah. and then we move into this kind of bizarre cloning factory where all these tiny versions and super giant versions of jimmy olsen and the issue kind of you know the the last act of the issue is the newsboy legion and superman fighting against this huge like almost incredible Hulk version of Jimmy Olsen. Sure. And it's almost as though Kirby thought to himself, I want to draw these. I really want to draw, draw the hell out of these, these concepts. I'll worry about what that means later. And so you get these pages of exposition where it's like, yes, we are work for dark side and we are cloning them because these are perfect specimens. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? You know, I'm dreaming. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 And and so it's, it's this, it's this bizarre kind of, it's what I mentioned before about tripping over himself with ideas, you know, and I don't think, I don't think the structure of an issue is like, I think he's a, he's a much better artist than he is a writer at this point. And Mm -hmm. I think we, we are seeing his creativity kind of pouring out of him, like kind of falling out of his pencil onto the page, like, you know, and he, and he almost can't keep up as a writer with the with the visuals that he's creating right right um, no that's a good i don't know it, i don't yeah. know if that's if that's if that's your kind of impression of it as well but um, yeah huh. no no i mean you put it much smarter than i could have ever uh stitched that together but that's exactly what's going on you know in the middle <laughs> issue in, in, in 134 right in the middle on page 12 he does the photo collage thing you know where yes it's oh. like photo negatives and he he's going to use that later on in various places but that yeah. more than anything like tipped for me the scales of like yeah this guy's definitely like 
I just want to draw this stuff. I don't really, like, mm. the story is going to serve that I want to draw this stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I definitely get that same sense as you uh, that, you know, what, you know, what exactly is going on here? You know, throwing, throwing mm. things on the wall and seeing, seeing what sticks and how can we try to weave it together. And that is, that is like the wrong way around to writing. And, you know, yeah. the, the funny thing is, I mean, and this is totally of its time in terms of, the amount of exposition right but like mm. you know comics of this time it's almost like you don't trust the art to tell the story you have to lay yeah, on definitely, the, yeah. the words to explain you know like and, and i love that there's literally a panel um I, I think it's in the same middle issue it's in 134 where um he's somebody says talks over here's some action right he's mm. he, he, he's driving uh uh who is this, this is one of the news this is, i think this is one of the um uh, what do you call it? The Harrys. And he's driving a motorcycle yeah. at uh, Superman. This is page uh, four of the issue. Uh, and he's okay. dri- driving a motorcycle at Superman. And he says, talks over Superman. Here's some action. And the hilarious part about that <laughs> is he's saying that to Superman <laughs> while yeah. he's doing it. And basically dri- yeah. driving the motorcycle at Superman, who's like a rocket propelled motorcycle. You know, he's, he's, that's his thought bubble yeah. because he has to explain that it's a rocket propelled motorcycle because you can't draw yeah. a rocket propelled motorcycle, you know. Yeah. And the guy in the background saying, clear out, it's going to hit him like a missile at ground zero. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, we can see that. <laughs> we know, we know what's going to happen. We, we're literally, we're, we're right here with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally i mean and you know again that's comics of the era right like you, you yeah to, sort of that's the convention but um yeah. so much good is done when you don't when you let the art speak for itself and i think it mm. is funny it is funny that kirby as a kirby the writer feels like he has to justify or you know justify the ways of kirby the artist to man you know as he's yeah um as he's writing and i wonder i wonder as we read what how much that changes like if that goes away I am fascinated by that. Yeah, and as you say, like it's you when you see that in other works, especially throughout the Marvel method, you know, with Stan and Jack and Stan and uh, Steve Ditko on Spider Man. You know, you there are are times when the writing is actively working against the art and vice versa. You know, because Mm -hmm. they both have a different idea, especially the later issues of Ditko's work on Spider Man. Um, (laughs) You know, there there are images and panels where the the art is working against the writing, you know, like, <laughs> like, the Dick, like, yeah, Stanley had an idea for what he wanted to present. Dick, I was like, no, that's not what we're going to do. And he, yeah. he brought, he drew something different. And then Stanley would have to kind of dance this little dance in his writing of, Oh, he punched me off panel, but it, it totally right. deflected. And now I'm fine again. And it's like, <laughs> what is going on? You know, you, you're almost seeing the war between these two people. And, right. and it's here in these, in these issues where it's like that war, it doesn't exist, obviously. Right. But I think Kirby, is is adapting his you know or maybe he's subconsciously constraining himself to fit within Uh a certain style of comics that were out at the time you know and so he's kind of he is like he's doing that thing where it's like you know a rocket propelled motorcycle he's gonna hit me you know (laughs) oh ow he has hit me it hurts you know you don't need to say that you know and and they don't say that in in issues these days um but again it's you think it's because of a lack of trust in the artist whereas obviously being Mm -hmm. the writer and artist he wouldn't Mm -hmm. need to do that but i think Mm -hmm. he still Mm -hmm. does because that is the that's the style of of what's going on at the time you know Um, and so he's kind of constraining himself almost to um to this to this style of writing that uh that hopefully as you say we'll see explore a little bit a little bit more as it as it goes on and see if that changes as we go through the issues yeah yeah yeah, um but yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean go on 
Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, it just leads down these funny roads. You know, like, why mm. is there a Hulk, Jimmy Olsen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Why is there a Hulk, Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, and it does, like, I will say that that issue does kind of end on a cliffhanger. So it's kind yeah. of, um, you know, this this story is continued in the next issue. Um, right. So, you know, maybe we'll get that. Maybe we'll get the explanation a little bit further down, but maybe not. You know, I don't think there'll be time. I think that's sure. that's the that's what I've learned in these issues is that there's not really any time to kind of to sit and ask questions, right? Um, and to say like, why why is this happening? And like, right. there's not even enough time for the characters to do that because right. Superman, you know, explains to Jimmy Olsen, oh yeah, this is a factory that clones people, and uh, this is number forty three. You know, right. of Jim- this is Jimmy Olsen clone number forty three, yeah. and Jimmy Olsen's like, Jimmy Olsen's like, oh yeah, um, sure, H- how's it done? Like right. no no not not like why 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 have you violated me in this like extremely morally like wrong way why have you done this to me it's like oh no hi hi number forty three yeah see yeah. you later mate <laughs> see you later yeah. person that looks just like me um so you know there's not even enough time for yeah. for, for the characters to kind of yeah. come to grips with what's going on because they're they're thro- being they've been thrown through these issues yeah yeah I'm gonna take a picture of this one panel because I feel like this is like a perfect macro you know meta text meme for this whole mm. this whole thing it's it's page 10 of the last issue and <laughs> it's the priceless superman face jimmy olsen says this tops at superman first the project now this i'm waiting for an explanation and superman he has his hand on his shoulder and he has the most like his face is like um oh my god what is somebody asking me to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are you looking at this yeah, like, yeah i'm looking says, at it as well yeah he says okay while the others explain it to the boys i'll show it to you it's just like yeah, such yeah. A, like just that panel out of context it is like a, such mm. a perfect explanation for it's such a perfect answer to the question uh jack what exactly can you piece together this story <laughs> for me and we're just gonna make that yeah. face for the remainder because i think it's just yeah it's be almost as though superman is looking out at kirby going <laughs> dude this this is on you like you're forcing me to do this i don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 crazy but it's brilliant and it's so much fun you know i don't think we've actually talked about the 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 idea that these issues are so much fun to read um and you know there's there's you know just the very the very idea that the new newsboy legion are the sons of the old newsboy legion (laughs) except they're exactly the same they they look the same (laughs) they're the only people in this in this story that aren't clones (laughs) they're the actual sons and yet they're just they're just taken over as like new ones it's like you know the idea of uh, of our children in in years to come doing exactly the same podcast but they sound exactly the same as us and it's like what what is happening (laughs) you know but but there's so much fun this is so much kind of um, so many ideas coming out yeah. here and it's bri- brilliant so much joy to read yeah. Um, yeah and the fact that this is you know these are these are just the start you know this is just yeah. getting started yeah um and from what little i've read of the new gods in the fourth world and what i know of the story you yeah. know we're i've no doubt in my right. mind that the writing is gonna is gonna evolve at, a, at an exponential rate you know he's he's yeah. dealing mm-hmm. with concepts that are shakespearean in scale mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um and to the point where they're so relevant they're so universal that they're right. still being explored today you know right. like tom king and mitch gerads are doing wonders like amazing yeah. work on yeah. mr yeah. miracle which mm-hmm. is seeped in the law of the new gods that we're going to be exploring yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah. and so, you know, we're we're poking fun in, in a kind of in a light-hearted way because we right. know that 
you know that Kirby is he is a genius, he is the king. Yeah. Um, and and but yet these these issues are super crazy, um, yeah. and they're only they're only going to get crazier as we yeah. go through. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. I I think you yeah. Know, well, em- I mean, em- embracing the wild, like you're like you're saying, is really ought to be our our our, our slogan and our motto. And you know, this is kind of <laughs> for me. This is the last piece. You know, I I had I last thought I have is, it is bonkers, and you think you have to sort of strap yourself in and and embrace that, like that 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 will be the fun of it. But mm. I'm always left. I conjured an image w- once upon a time while reading something about Kirby, of him drawing late into the night and Roz coming in and saying, you know, come to bed, honey, you know, and he's like, okay, one more, you know, one more page, one more panel, and so there is for me like as wild and goofy and fun as this is, there's always also attachment to me that like, this was a, a deep man. And yeah, he probably mm. wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy or truck with our, our um, psychoanalyzing him while we're doing this podcast all the time. But I feel yeah. like th- there is, there's, there's layers to him uh, and all this coming from him as an auteur that, um, yeah. And, and also where he is in history and all that kind of stuff that is um, just totally fascinating and, and totally going to, yeah, make this read through uh ground this read through read through for me in some important stuff yeah yeah and i I think like on that note um Mm -hmm. you know again i'm uh i'm conscious of time um but um there's i found online um a um sort of an introduction to his work at dc written by kirby himself that was Mm -hmm. was actually part of issue 133 so superman's power jimmy olsen 133 in the original uh in the original issue, which I'd love to kind of read in the context of all the adverts and the the letters pages and all, you know, seeing what that kind of world was like. I love looking at those old um, magazine uh, kind of articles and things. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he writes an editorial um, mm. in in this issue um, that talks about. Um, I'll, I think I'll share it in full um, on the um, on online, so we can actually um, just have a look at uh, the. Mm you know, the context of it, and we can read it in full. I, I partly wanted to read it all out to you, but it's, it's two full columns of, uh, of writing, so I won't, I won't bore people with that. But um, but there's little bits that he says, like the, the introduction says, um, since this issue introdu- introduces a radically new Jimmy Olsen, we thought it appropriate to offer a brief bio of the man responsible, but who knows Jack Kirby better than he himself? So we prevailed on him to hit the highlights of his life and annotate some of his attitudes pertaining to comics past, present and future. Old fans should rejoice, new fans should welcome our reunion with one of the true giants of the industry. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the editor's kind of introduction. Yeah, and right. there's little bits and bobs. So, um, you know, Kirby says, I'm kind of compact and fuzzy and 53. Um, come to think of it, I began that way on August 28, 1917 in New York City. Um, I can't say much about my childhood that would differ from the story of any other ghetto kid. I remember the Depression, selling newspapers, James Cagney shooting Humphrey Bogart for six smash weeks at the local theatre, while the real <laughs> thing would open and close the same night a few short blocks away. So it's it's you know it's it's wonderful kind of reading his his ideas, you know, his concepts, where he's coming from, and you know he says there he's fifty three, so he's fifty three right. when he starts writing these, you know, and right, we, we right. talked earlier about the idea of him being in touch with the youth and wanting to reach that youth market and right. and today i think if we if we saw like a 53 year old white man trying to reach the youth it would be kind of cringe and kind of oh yeah you know fellow kids kind of sure, um, sure. you know and we'd want someone of that of that age range to be the one writing the stories instead whereas here i think it's it's something else it's something kind of he's he's leading the change he wants to see in the uh-huh. industry yeah, and I think that's 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 what I get the feeling from this um, from this that he's writing. 
Um, and he says, the final thing he says is, in my opinion, uh, this kind of thinking can only be a plus for the reader. When an outfit is constantly immersed in anti-static output, it is well worth working for on this end and earns faithful readership and friends on the other. Um, so he's talking about, you know, he, he wants to move things forward. He wants to forever be at the forefront of change. And he wants to see, he wants to be like, be the change he wants to see in comics, you know? Yeah. And, um, huh. and yes, yeah, it's, it's just wonderful kind of snippet. I'd like to share that with, uh, with the audience yeah. as well. So you can read that. And, um, but I think that's a good kind of final thought really about these, these comics. You know, I don't, uh, if yeah. you, I don't know if you've got anything else you want to say about them. No, that's awesome. I do share it because I think, that might be a good place to either start or come back to in the next episode. Mm-hmm. And I would love to read Kirby's sort of self-description of where he is at that moment and his mission. And, and you know, next up, next next mother box, you know, we got, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. first first issues of all these big books. And, and I think uh, that would be awesome to kind of contextualize and, and connect to Kirby. Uh, that sounds great. And no, yeah, Matt, yeah. I'm just I'm just grateful. This is fun. Like I'm, I'm all aboard for this and uh, hope hope folks are, too to yeah uh, ready ready to ride with us on this yeah <laughs> ready to ride on the whiz wagon <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds vaguely dirty but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah maybe we won't that won't maybe be the phrase yeah we won't use that as a tagline <laughs> we'll think of something else we'll think of something better <laughs> That's right. uh, yeah but, uh, so i don't um, this, this is good yeah 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 i think um the I think we should probably talk offline a little bit more about how we're actually going to be presenting this um, this moving forward, yep. and whether it ends up being its own um, whether it being the own show or whether it ends up kind of being shared between Comic Syllabus and uh, that's the issue. Um, we're still kind of a bit fluid when it comes to our plans moving forward, um, but we'd also you know I, I think I, I speak for both of us when I say we'd love your opinions on it as well. Yep. We'd love to know what you guys would like to like to hear. Um, we'd love to know um, whether you'd like us you know what you'd like us to explore, what you what you thought of these uh, of the this introduction to what we're planning on doing, um, and also what you you know what you would like to see from us moving forward. Um, really, and we'll um, we'll try and do uh, do everything we can to um, to kind of really flesh out. Um, our our understanding and our exploration of, of Kirby. Yeah, absolutely. Thumbs up on all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so yeah, um, you can get in touch with us uh, as you as you normally would through our normal means. Um, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Matt Loon, M A T L U N E, and you can get in touch with that's the issue at uh, at that's the issue on Twitter or that's the issue podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, what yeah. about you, Paul? I'm on Twitter at Tuply, T-W-O-P-L-A-I. You can email me at Tuply at gmail.com. And uh, uh, this is fun. This is good. We're going to keep this going. It's great. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs)